I'm back. That's right. It's time for mouth noises and heavy breathing. So excited. It's been a long time. It's been a long time and now I feel like a lot of things have happened and I can't fucking remember where we left off. So I'll just I'll just start at the start, you know? Um but before I go too much further, I just want to let you know that I have a teaser from Electric Gary's new podcast called The Tangent Lounge and I'm going to put in a chapter. So if you want to skip through my bullshit, and head directly for the Tangent Lounge podcast segment, you can skip forward right now on iTunes. Stitcher, you can't. Don't know why, you just can't. So if you want to, please go ahead. You can always come back to me later. You can always come back to me later. Okay, so let's just start with my first story. Uh, I don't like photos because ugly people don't like photos, so I don't voluntarily pose for photos. So Sarah will just take them when she thinks I'm not looking or when I'm actually not looking. Which is fine, because, you know, Malcolm needs to have one picture of his of his mama. And, um, okay, having said that, uh, we were at the Children's Museum. And, uh, well, I saw a photo um, of Malcolm and what looked to me to be a 400-pound man's arm. And I saw this photo, and there was a forearm in it. And I looked at Sarah, and I said whose arm is that? <laughs> and she said, that's your arm. And I said, that cannot be. You are incorrect. That is obviously a man's arm. That is not my arm. And she's like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's your arm. And I don't know what, basically I feel my arm, allegedly my arm. Although if some, some East Indian man had their arms around my child, you'd think I'd be aware of it. You think I'd Anyway, I have the arm equivalent of a cankle now because I've put on some pounds. I've been home from work for like four and a half months and I am sedentary. I was sedentary. So I packed on the pounds and basically I'm right back where I was right before I went back to work on mat leave or from mat leave, which is just going to be so much fun to lose that weight again. It's just going to be so great. I'm really glad I did this to myself again. And there's... There's no one's, it's no one's fault but yours. I obviously had no hand in it. I had no wrist in it, apparently, because I just have a big fat forearm. <laughs> it's like, it's like I have a, like, what, what would you call it? Like, you know how you have a cankle or just like your calf is just, you don't have an ankle, you just have a calf. So you call it a cankle. But what do you say when your forearm is the same size of, as your wrist? What do you call that? I can't even think of it. A for, a forest? Do you have a forest? No one's going to know what the fuck that means. You think of something, get back to me. But it was alarming to me at how <laughs> there was no change in the circumference of my arm. It was just, a, it was like a battery, you know, like just quite tube shaped. So I took a look at that and I sat down with myself and I said, self, listen, you need to do something about this. So I made the decision to get on the treadmill and I told myself not to be ashamed and not to push myself too hard because I, I usually do that. I'll start out with good intentions and I'll think I can run like I'm 19 and I'm very much not 19 and I'm quite, quite large. So I just did a little bit and I slowly every day increased the speed and uh, you have to watch, I find in my mind, I have to watch something on Netflix while I'm doing it. And that something has to be kind of dumb 
but relatively interesting. So you may be wondering, what did I pick to watch while I was sweating to death on the treadmill? And I've got a few answers for you. Uh, one of them was a documentary called Hot Girls Wanted. And it, I know it sounds gross, but it's basically about some schmucky guy who was in his early 20s and he lived in Florida and he used to be a dishwasher, but now he is some kind of porn guru guy. So he puts up a note on Craigslist, like if this is your, you want a free trip to Florida, it'll only cost you your self-esteem and your privacy. So basically he's like looking for women to come and he only wants girls that have never been in porn before. And that's what he gets and it happens and he makes a shit ton of money off of them and the girls come and they just want to get away from whatever awful podunk town that they are from in the Midwest to go to Florida and see the sights and become a quote unquote star. And I'm watching this and I just am dumbfounded by these women. Like one of them, um, I don't remember where the fuck she was from, but she was talking to her mom because her mom had found out she was doing porn by finding a scrap of paper with like BGB, BB, GG, like meaning boy, girl, boy. Like these were orgies she was writing down. Like, would she be willing to do these jobs? And the mom figures it out. And the, the mom and the daughter are sitting on the couch having a conversation. And the girl saying, um, oh, like the mom asked her, are you on birth control? And she said, no. She's like, are you using condoms? Well, no, we get tested all the time and I don't need to use birth control because um, they have to pay you extra to come inside of you. Those are called cream pies. And I was just like, uh, like, are you're talking to your mother, number one. Number two, yeah, you can get pregnant and get STDs even if they don't ejaculate into you because it's called pre-ejaculate, you fucking dummy. Like, isn't that something everybody learns in grade nine, awkwardly and weirdly sitting beside a 13-year-old boy who probably has an erection because there was, like, that really gross uh, cutout of a woman's reproductive system on the desk? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, where was she? Did they even get that class? Did the Republicans take away their sexual education? I don't know. So she obviously didn't understand, you know, how sex works and it's her job. Okay, great. Shouldn't be a problem then. Should work out real well for you. And don't, doesn't an AIDS test take a while to come back positive? Throwing that out there too, okay? So I'm watching the show and it's, it's funny because like the girls are, at first a lot of them are like feeling sexually empowered and they're you know, like in charge, they're, they're not feeling used and abused and like shit at first, because initially they're in high demand because no one's seen them before. And a lot of these pornography guys just want you one, maybe two times in two or three movies. And that's it. Unless you're like a super duper fuck machine, like whatever, Jenna Jameson or whatever, then maybe you can have a career. But for most of these girls, they work for like three, five weeks and they claim to not want to tell their parents but the guy is like your parents are going to find out at like everyone watches porn 24 hours a day all over the world someone you know is going to see this and they are going to tell you they're going to tell their friends they're going to your friends are going to tell their friends and their friends are going to tell your parents it's a fact and they still somehow take this chance for like a 600 plane ticket to florida and maybe 2500 bucks 
So I keep watching and I'm like, okay, like, let's go back. You know, I'm glad they feel empowered and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like the jobs kind of dry up and now they have to do weird shit that maybe they aren't really aroused by. And this one girl has to have sex with an old man, like a handsomer old man. He wasn't like a potbelly gross old man, but still she was quite obviously disgusted by him. And then after they shot the scene, she's talking about how that was like gross and she found the whole thing repugnant and it was starting to burn and she did not have a good time. And then she goes on to say how, um, you know, porn is just about uh, having tits and a vagina and an asshole and a mouth and it's about the guy getting off it's not about has nothing to do with the woman or her pleasure and i was like ding 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 well no fucking kidding dummy had you not seen any porn ever before like i just i don't know why like she didn't get that because that's what porn is moron of course that's what it is that's how it works I, I don't know. I just, I just thought, man, like someone, and then this is out there forever. Like think, think, I know right now, maybe they're 19 year old girls and they're down to fuck or whatever. And they're having a good time. But in 20 years from now, when they're in my position and they're like 30 pounds overweight and struggling on a treadmill to, to just basically breathe and not fall off and get shot at seven miles an hour into the drywall behind them. That's that's where they're going to end up someday. And someday they're going to have a 15-year-old boy. And someday that 15-year-old boy or his friends are going to be watching classic porn and see their mom take a load in the face. And I know they're 19 and they're not thinking about that. But you should. You, sh you should. Okay? Because someday you're going to be old and fat on a treadmill. Your kid's going to accidentally stump. Oh, there's just so much misery there. I just, I just wish I could grab those girls and shake them. And then this other one that totally disturbed me was the same dumb girl that was sitting on her couch talking about getting cream pied with her mom. That girl, I guess she ran her course, this three to five week course in porn that all these girls go through. And, uh, she was taught, cause now you have to do more gross shit. Like you have to do like, um, uh, black and blue stuff where you kind of get smacked around dominatrix stuff um stuff with multiple partners to get the same amount of money you have to do weirder and weirder shit because you're less of a novelty which i guess is how it works right and uh she was talking about how she got cream pied you remember that from earlier i'm doing the air quotes where you know i a gentleman uh releases his uh seed inside her her vagina and she's like yeah I did like a scene like that and they gave me like 120 bucks to go get the plan b pill but the plan b pill is like only 60 bucks and I was like wow wow you, you made you made 60 bucks on the on the day after abortion pill great you must be so proud oh, okay I'm happy okay Good for you. Yeah. All right. This will be on the internet forever. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's the end of that. I was just like mind blown. Couldn't fucking believe. I mean, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But I understand how porn works. Oh, wouldn't that be a great line from Forrest Gump? I'm not a smart man. But I know how porn works. Uh. Okay.
Sorry, I don't even know what I was going I was just hoping it was going to be like something where these women were empowered and they did feel good about what they were doing and they were confident, but it was the same old, same old dumb bimbos getting taken advantage of and then they all end up shipping home or with like a drug addiction because they're disgusted with themselves. Ugh. I feel badly. I feel badly. Okay, next subject. Next subject. I, I usually donate my hair every two years. It's not nice hair, particularly. It's usually exposed to the elements all year long. But I figure it's good filler hair. And there's a really big part of me in my little tiny brain that thinks if I donate my hair, even though it's, like, ugly, um, it's kind of like an atonement for all my sins, even though nobody wants my ugly hair, so maybe I should really reevaluate that idea. Okay. So... I, I don't have a lot of options as to where I get my hair cut because one time, two years ago, I got it cut and strangely enough, there was a bag full of my hair in my garage in a Ziploc bag because what I was going to do, it's like super complicated because when I used to go to Singletons, they'd cut your hair, put it in a bag and then they'd take care of it. Like they'd get a bunch of ponytails together and ship it all off to like, I don't know, some hair factory. I don't know where the fuck this stuff goes. I don't even really care. And last year I went to Singletons and they're like, mm -mm, no, we're not no, 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 you have to, here, and gave me this place to Google, and then there were instructions, and yada, 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 I was too fucking lazy, yada, 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 I have a bag full of hair in my garage, which, that does sound sexy, actually, now that you mention it, yeah, that's very, very exciting, um, right, so I didn't want to do that, and I took my kid to Ultra Cuts, and then I asked them if they take hair donations, and she said yes, and I said, I don't have to do anything, you'll just cut it off and take it, and she said yes, so I tried three fucking times to go get my hair cut. And the funny thing about Ultra Cuts is it's first come, first served. And I apparently do not understand that concept. Because I called and I said, I, need, I just need a, a quick haircut. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, can you be here in 20 minutes? And I said, yes. So I got there in 20 minutes assuming that I would be next. And there's like, I don't know, 50 other old people there. And she says, a name please. And I was like, do you have time to do... She's like, you're going to have to wait about an hour and a half. And I was like, no, I don't. Good day to you, sir. And I turned on my heel and I got the fuck out of there. Because it's irritating. Like, why did I fucking call? If you weren't going to put me in, in line, why did, I, why did I fucking call? Anyway. So I end up going there. The time is right. I wait 20 minutes. And uh, I have one of the dumbest women... In the history of the world. I mean, I know compared to the porn girls, she's maybe not that dumb because she's not, you know, flashing her cooter on the screen for very minimal amounts of money. Uh, but she wasn't, she wasn't bright. And so I sit in the chair and I told her I want to cut it all off. And she's visibly nervous by this. She's like, uh, oh, okay. Um, and now how you have to do it is you have to braid the hair individually like not each strand but like a, a good clump of hair so she ended up asking the girl next to her and I was like look I don't need a lot of hair I just need enough hair to put in a ponytail the rest you can have it and she's like yeah it's kind of damaged at the bottom well yeah that that hair is fucking two years old it's gonna it's gonna be a little damaged okay yeah okay so she's talking to the girl next to her and she's like oh don't the other girl's like oh don't worry if you, uh, if you end up cutting off too much, we can just do an inverted bob. And I, my head whipped around. I was like, you're going to do what now? Oh, an inverted bob. And I didn't know what inverted bob meant at the time, but I am familiar with bob. And I look at her and I'm like, I don't, 
I don't have the face for a bob. That's not going to work uh, for me. So, like, can we can we avoid a bob? And she, like, dead silence, okay? Not a smile, not a giggle, not a tee-hee, nothing. I was like, oh, God, why am I here? Why did I do this? And I'm looking at the dumb girl that's cutting my hair, and she says, I'll do my best. I said, okay, but I really, I can't do a bob. And I went home later, and I Googled what an inverted bob is, and it's Kate Gosselin hair. It's like super shaved up in the back and then the kind of sides are long. So it's it's business in the back, party in the front, kind of a reverse mullet. I no thank you. No thank you. Ooh, that would have looked fucking terrible. So the girl has to put my hair into braids and she ends up putting them in five braids. Cuz she's got to snip them all off and then bundle that and then turn around three times and click her heels. I don't know what the fuck, but apparently these hair people that are receiving the donations are getting really fucking picky. So she's got my hair and I essentially have dreads. <laughs> and I looked at her, I said, you know what? I think I found my look. Don't cut them off. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them. They don't you think they look they look great? And I whipped my hair around. I'm doing it right now. I just shook my head and the dreads just kind of slapped me on either side of the head. And I was like, yeah, this feels right. This feels real right. And she just kind of gave me the blank stare, like what like her eyes were saying, What what do you mean? How do you did you want? Yes, I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Just just cut my hair. I just feel like I fucking... Nobody gets anything. I feel like I just... Sometimes I'm in my own world and maybe I just need to stop. Maybe I just need to be normal. For, maybe that's the secret to life is just be boring and normal and give stock answers. Maybe that's the way. Maybe I'd be less frustrated if I did my did things that way. Like if I lived my life that way. But then I think, fuck, like, I've got to entertain myself somehow. Some way. Ugh, anyway. Okay, so she ends up cutting off my luscious locks and puts them in a bag. And that, my hair barely, barely fits into a fucking ponytail. I basically do have a bob. Because it's like a little tiny sad nubbin. It's like about an inch. Yeah, anyway. Okay. We've got some, we went to uh, Sarah's post-op appointment. And if you don't know what that means, maybe this is your first show. And God, I hope not, because this one's not that great. Not that great. But look, go back, pick a different one. I'm sure something back there has to be funny. But anyway, Sarah is my uh, significant other. And she's uh, had some trouble with endometriosis. And we, we... She <laughs> recently had a surgery to re remove all the cysts and everything. So uh, I don't want to get into it too much because what I want to do is fucking sit her down and get her to just sit with me for 10 minutes and tell the fucking story. Because it makes it more fun when we're both there, right? So I don't want to give too much away, but uh, he feels the surgery was successful. And uh, we get to give it a go at some point. And I'll keep you posted on that. Because everybody loves a pregnant woman. I think. No, actually, don't a lot of pregnant women get murdered? Yeah, I feel like that's a real statistic that a lot of women... Right. Okay. Anyway, I'm sure it's not their fault, right? Wow, this is really taking a turn. Anyway, I'm really excited about that. And once I get her in a room 
when she actually feels like sitting down and talking to me, then I'll record something. So stay tuned for that. That won't take too, too long. But the, the kid we have is driving me fucking crazy. And I love him. And of course I love him. He's awesome. But he's just, uh, he's hit a no phase really hard. And he's actually hit a never phase. Trying to get him dressed in the morning, it's, it's sucking my life force. I just, I'm having a hard time. Put your shorts on. No. Put your shorts on. No. Put your shorts on. Never. Put your shorts on. Never. Fuck. But you can't scream fuck at a kid. <sighs> you can't. I want to, but I can't. So I don't. So that's cool. And the other day uh, we were hanging out and I hear the garbage truck go by and I'm like, shit. Because I didn't take the garbage out last night. And I'm pretty sure Sarah didn't take the garbage out in the morning. Look out the window. No garbage is out. So I hear the truck going around and then I forget about it because I'm trying to get Malcolm dressed and his response to trying to put anything on him is never. And my internal response is, in my brain, put your fucking clothes on before I freak the fuck out. And lately, like, he's a mimic. That's the thing about kids is they're a reflection, they're a mirror. They really retain everything that you're doing. And lately, when he's been acting up, I'll, I'll say... Okay, like for example, with the clothes, I'll say, Malcolm, you have two options. The first one is put your clothes on so we can leave. And the second one is you're going for a timeout. Okay. And usually he'll say no a few more times and eventually he'll put his fucking clothes on. Okay. It takes about 15 fucking minutes, but he'll put his fucking clothes on. And uh, the other thing I've been saying lately is, Malcolm, I'm getting really frustrated and I'm going to yell at you and you're not going to like it. So what does he say to me lately? The other day, the iPad was right next to him and he's like, mama, can you get me the iPad? I want to play a game. I said, Malcolm, it's right next to you. But can you get it? No. Mama, you have two options. Get me the iPad or I'm going to yell at you and you're not going to like it. Oh, for fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like he's trying to beat me at my own game. And he's outsmarted me several times. So back to the garbage. The garbage truck is there. I, I forgot. And then I, I'm trying to get him dressed. And then I hear it come around again. And I'm like, fuck. Because you don't want two week old smelly fucking garbage in the summer. No one wants that ever. So I run downstairs and Malcolm's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm taking out the garbage. I want to come too. Oh, great. Sure. Super. So he follows me downstairs and Max the dog is staying with us. That is another long story. Poor Max the dog. Poor, poor Max the dog. I will get to that in the next episode. He's had a week, let me tell you. So we get downstairs and I'm like, wait, Malcolm, stay in here. And he's got the door open and my garage door is open and the garbage truck is coming around. And I'm like, just stay in here for two seconds. I just have to take the garbage out. Where are you going? Just fucking fuck. So I'm like, just wait in here. And I close the door, take the garbage out. And I'm like, shit, I missed it. And then the garbage man sees me, flags me down. He's like, oh, just bring your garbage on the other side of the street. I'll take it. And I was like, yes, thank God. Fuck, finally, finally, some co someone cool shows up. So I take my garbage across the street. Very proud of myself. Didn't miss garbage day. He dumps it. I take it, bring it back into the garage, go to open the garage door that leads into the house, the man door, and it's locked. <sighs> the little fucking idiot has locked me out of the house. So I knock on the door and then he proceeds to knock back 
And I said, Malcolm, yeah, mama. Did you lock the door? Yes. Can you unlock the door? I don't know how. Oh, okay. Well, do you, do you see the thing that you flicked to lock the door? What's that? And he's like turning the knob, trying to unlock it. And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to him what a fucking deadbolt is. And I was like, you know the thing that you use to lock the door? Just turn it the other way. What way? Turn it towards the, the toy room. I can't. Uh, well, you must have. I don't have any keys on me. I have my phone, but I don't have any keys to get back in the house, okay? So now he's locked the man door into the garage, from the garage into the house. And the front door is now locked too. So I'm completely locked out of the house. And there's, cause like, I know that if I start to freak out and yell, which I want to do so bad, cause I'm really frustrated. I don't have any fucking shoes on either. I'm scared that he's locked in the house. I'm scared I'm going to have to call Sarah and get her to come home from work. I'm scared of a lot of things. And what I want to do is scream at him, <laughs> but I can't. Because you can't parent that way because it's not nice. So after about mm, seven minutes of trying to get him to figure out what, what the fucking deadbolt thing is and how to flick it to open the door, he's like, I can't. I'm not strong enough. It's like, okay, why don't you meet me at the front door? You know how to unlock that one, don't you? I'm like, you know how you unlock it for grandma and grandpa? Oh, yeah. So he runs upstairs, flicks the, flicks the door open, and he's like, I did it. And then Max the dog goes running out and I had to go fucking chase him down. But thank you, Jesus, I got into the house. But it just grows to show you. <laughs> just grows to show you. Uh, anyway. <sighs> Kids always win. You can try. You can try. And you can try again. But chances are you're going to get outsmarted by your kid. Or at least I am. Because I'm just not, the, not that bright and he's, he's probably quite smart. Anyway. Okay, I can't think of anything else. This show's kind of been a downer, bummer, shitty, stupid, meh thing. So, hey, why don't you leave a review on iTunes? And uh, we'll take care of that. And there's a show that I found called uh, The Baby Mama's Podcast. Um, it's two girls that live in Vancouver, or women, I should say. And they're trying to have a kid. And it's funny to listen to them because they're kind of in the process. They just went through their first insemination and they talk about picking a donor and all the different ways they've tried to conceive. And uh, it's really funny to listen to because it's kind of like, I'm like, oh, I thought I had that same thought. Oh, cool. Oh, what a great experience. Okay. It's just, it's it's really interesting to think of it um, or to hear about it. And it brings me back to where I was when I, when Sarah and I were first starting. So anyway, I wanted to give them a little, a little break. So the Baby Mamas podcast, the Baby Mamas podcast, they're really funny and they're sweet and they're married, and they're Canadian, and they actually live in a cool city. So you should take a listen to them and maybe leave them a review on iTunes. Because God knows you're not leaving me any. Ah, kids, you know? You guys have got to really pick up some slack. But maybe don't review this particular show, because, uh, yeah. Ah, you know. Really. Ugh. Okay, and uh, the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. You can Google that. Pick a show from their roster. I am on that roster. Let's see. I don't know. Pick anyone. There's a show called Witch Police Radio, which is about uh, famous and obscure Winnipeg bands, and they talk about music, and they interview bands, and all kinds of shit like that. So check them out. The Witch Police Radio show. We've got, like, I don't know, 200-some episodes uh, ready for download, so do that. Okay? And you can Google the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. 
what else? Stitcher. You can find me on Stitcher. You can like me on Stitcher. Put me in your favorites on Stitcher. You can uh, friend me on Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez. Same on Twitter. Change of address, Facebook page. I don't really fucking do anything there, but you can like it if you'd like to. And maybe you can do something there, because I'm not going to. And up next is the Tangent Lounge. Uh, so Electric Gary and his friend Dory um, have started their own show. And uh, I'm lucky enough to host them on this feed. And I'm very excited about it. I don't know much, but I know I love you. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to let them explain themselves. They just sent a, a teaser, and then the first episode will come out whenever they tell me they want it out. So have a listen. I'm going to let them close the show because uh, I'm I'm done talking. I'm really, really done talking. Oh, my kid's awake. <sighs> okay, hang on. Here comes the Tangent Lounge. Thank you for listening, and I'm sorry the show sucks, but maybe the next one will suck slightly less. What do you think? You don't like treats, do you? Yes, I do eat those ones. Those are my treats. Why are you so itchy? So we can probably share them. You want to share those treats? Yes, we can. We'll share some with you. You're going to let me have some? Yeah, this, you, what ones are your favorite? I like the pretzels. Which one are your favorites? Ooh, my favorites are those cheesies. You like cheese? Try, try those kind. Okay, I'll try them. Are those your favorite? Yes. Do you recommend them? Yes. Hey, Sandra, it's Electric Gary, and this week we have quite a treat. Dory, my new co-host to our new show, The Tangent Lounge uh, Podcast, which is going to be going full on live here as soon as we can get this fucking computer to work, because we have... Uh, set ourselves up with a real legit studio mics pop guards because mostly because they look cool and everything else and we are going to be producing a semi-monthly type who knows whenever the fuck we get together type show uh we'll be featuring a cocktail of some sort per show we think so we're starting now with whiskey sours just to be consistent as you all know i do a monday or i'm thinking monday monday 2.0 tuesday night uh rum and coke rum and coke tuesdays it's been a tradition for years i hope those of you out there are joining in with me and now uh here is dory with me and a couple of whiskey sours to get the tangent lounge <laughs> online okay so what, what are we what are we talk hi by the way hello good evening i'm dory um i'm currently imbibing in a whiskey sour which is some of the best shit i've ever tasted in my life mrs okay. electric hooked us up on this and yeah. uh turns out she's a hell of a uh, mixologist mrs e let's go mrs e from now on right on. that's brilliant yeah um we were just talking about my uh, uh my vagathon um which is uh, of course the the yearly or when you're old like me whenever you can get in there uh vag spelunking if you will so um I had to go in for a, sp a special treat, uh, which was the, um, I have a fibroids on Mr. Uterus, and I, I've called the biggest one, of course, you know, Dart Van Landingham is the biggest roid, if you will, <laughs> and uh, so I had to go in, and, and because I had all this discomfort, and I'm like, hey, doctor, let me tell you how to do your job. Let's get some pictures of what's happening in the lower regions of my, my universe. Your lady bits. My lady bits. I, I didn't know it was lady bits at the time. I thought it was just tummy bits or They're cancer. Lady, lady bit adjacent. Can, but yeah, but cancer comes right up. Right up. 
Right. Um, you already dodged that fucking bullet. Th- yeah, thank you. So, anywho, I uh, went in for the old the old uh, sonogram. Mm. The old, the old I'm thinking of the old smoothie over the top. Okay. Oh, right, right. They do get a little, little gel. This is going to be a little cold. Da, 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 da. And then, you is know. Is it ever just a little yeah, cold? Yeah, right, right. And then, you know, you have to hold all this pee. And so once you've evacuated all your pee, you're like, ah, test done. Nay, nay. Oh. Nay, nay. Then they bring in a, um, what looks to be, I don't know, like a, a Galileo thermometer or something of that nature. It's about six feet long. They take and a run at you. They, they do. They start from the other side of the road, but they don't do anything until they have a female present. Right. Because the That's the best kind of present. Most fun to unwrap. For you. Yeah. For you. For me. And, so and for Sandra. Well, and for Sandra, and, and God bless her. But here's the thing. Um, the great part was he held up the, the probe and said... Let's call it a probe. Yeah, yeah, let's call it a probe. Would you like to do it? <laughs> I, like, would you like to smell well, the Would cork? you like the honors of... No. I go, I'm not that flexible. You're down there already. Go to town. Right, right. And then they bring in Carol. He's already wearing the catcher's he's got He's got the stuff. Right. So they bring in Carol, who is uh, apparently another Crystal. technician. Crystal. <laughs> Ding. Um, someone else is... They, they have to be there. Right. Audience member. So you're now in a performance situation. you got to um, be on. So he comes in and, and he goes... Yeah, yeah. Or open. Very open, actually. <laughs> Very. And, she, you know, he, she comes in and he says, Carol, this is Dory. Dory, this is Carol. I said, Carol, this is my vagina. My Cheryl. vagina, Carol. Mm-hmm. Ding. And uh, they giggled a little bit, but not Both enough. So yes, but yes, they giggled a little bit, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. So they just basically, like I was telling Gary earlier, it's much like the 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 zip cord pull on a lawnmower or a, some sort of chainsaw. chainsaw yeah. And they fire that sucker up. They just get right in there. They just get right in there, mm. you know. And they were going a little, and I'm like, are we engaged now? Because if he hits is any more in? spots. You know, oh, it could be all right. she wrote, yeah, right? Yeah. So they, they're wiggling around, all their stuff, and then they finally pull it out, and you're done. But it's it's a very odd experience to have a transvaginal probe. Trans to me feels like it's coming in from the side. Is that Ye- accurate? No. Okay. I I. I don't know why that is. I tr- I, I, just, I, I thought the, the doctor was going to be in drag. There you to be go. Honest, that, a that transvaginal would make more probe. Sense. Yes, and yeah. it was not in drag whatsoever, no. which would have alleviated me a little more of a you know. Comfortable situation. Speaking of drag, would it would it not have been awesome had it been Eddie Izzard? Oh, well, that's a date. Right, right. That's not that's not a procedure. Yeah, there's that's a whole a date, other thing friend. going on. Down yeah, that's there that that's point. engagement. That's an engagement party. <laughs> that is exactly. It hearts me some some Eddie for those of you listeners who don't know me. Of course, that's all of you who don't know me. But I love the Eddie. And recently saw the Eddie. Yes, saw the Eddie in uh, Portland in in the PDX. Um, he was gorgeous. Um, blonde hair. Is. Uh, did not uh, did not gal it up though. No, didn't gal it up. Really, had a nice suit, mm. uh, nice heels. The blue suit. I couldn't tell if it was it was dark, darkish, oh, okay. bluish, maybe shiny. Kind of, I was just more like you know, um, the saliva. And, yeah. yeah, and apparently um, this really nice and incredibly talkative security guard told me that um, all of his nails had the British flag Union Jack on them. Oh my! And they were done. That took they some time. They were done, and I felt uh, like a hobo because I'm sitting there in my t-shirt, my leggings, and only sweating. one Union Jack on you. But we yeah. won't say where. We won't say where. <laughs> and I and just sweating, and I'm thinking this man looks more beautiful than I do, and it's really embarrassing. But it was great fun. He does that to all of us. He's great fun. Good. I would like him to do something to me. Oh, cool. let's put it that. There's way. still time. Come on now. Yeah. Show in it. There it is. Clinky. 
<laughs> the dog just got a little, hey, what are you guys doing? Josie, the uh, the resident hound, has joined us for today's <laughs> initial uh, initial tease. So actually, let's call it that. This is has been the tease of the Tangent Lounge here with uh, Gary and Dory, and we will be back very shortly to complete the change of address network as hopefully a thirty percent contributor of uh, what Sandra has going down, and. Uh, we will have the finest of sound quality and hopefully an equal amount of wit and fun. Okay. And alcohol. <laughs> That's Electric Gary and... Dory! I have nothing clever. Sorry. All in good time. <laughs>